Well, hello and good Saturday afternoon to you all. Uh, this is going to be pretty packed. Welcome to everybody's here. I'm going to not pay so much attention to the comments until I have to get, get my through my thing. Um, I have quite a bit to cover. You're just going to have to like hang on. I don't intend for you to agree or disagree with what I'm saying. I'm just offering this as help to others and I'll show you why. So this week is stop it. I have an agenda and I'm hopefully keeping this under an hour. Uh, next, I'm not here to sell you something. I'm not here to have you buy into something. I'm just giving you my experience of which I have a lot of and what works and what doesn't on this whole money thing. I'm just giving you facts. This isn't some ideology or some opinion or something. Let's sit around and kumbaya this thing and think everything better, which is fine if you're into that, but we're not doing that. Now, if you're argumentative or you're touchy or you're insecure or you, Ooh, you poked at me or I think you're directly talking to you, me and blah, 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 and just bail. If you think your life and the way your life works and the way things go is everyone else's fault, I suggest you bail now. And if you don't think you can do anything about anything or your life or making money or your YouTube channel or presenting courses or whatever, I also suggest you bail because you will get nothing out of this. Okay? Alrighty. So, the question comes to why am I doing this and why did I make this? First off, I work with other creators, I work with other YouTubers, I work with other businesses, and in the past few months, I have gotten a absolute ton of comments and emails regarding the subject of money, regarding the subject of, oh, we'll cover all this, but there's been literally a ton of these. I don't know if it's because of the current times we're in or what's going on. Um, yeah. Now, I also am going to use this video when I get these questions so I can just point people over this video and say, hey, watch this video and I don't have to explain myself over the 175 emails that I've gotten on this subject, <laughs> which I don't mind. I love communication. No, it's just become just a bit too much for me. It pains me to see people fall for lies. And what I mean by lies are, you know, like things that, well, we'll go into that too. It just pains me for people to be sold a bill of goods on stuff. Now, let me just give you a little background. Now, I'm not giving you this background to toot my horn or to say this or to say that. I just want you to know I'm not sitting here uh, having been divorced 20 times trying to give you advice on how to have a happy marriage. Okay. So I did not come from a wealthy family. I came from a very unwealthy family, actually. I started 40 years ago with my wife with 10 cents to my name. I owned nothing. I had literally a dime and I was at a uh, airport. We had spent the last $1,500 or so we had to our names to go on a honeymoon, married in Kauai. We came back to the airport and we had to call collect on a payphone when they used to have coin phones and only had 10 cents. And the cost of a call at that time was 20 cents. I'm just letting you know this. I didn't start with being some spoon fed dude. I don't have a magic wand, although I would like one. I know my value and what it's worth. I am willing to put in the time to learn. I am willing to put in the time to work. I never short sell myself, and we'll go into that in a little bit. And I do not have problems with money. Now, let's go into a bit, like these 147, I believe it is, emails and interactions and stuff are all just filled with all this false, this 
you know, I'm the basic filmmaker and I go for the basics. All this stuff is sitting on this false bed of information that people consider true and it's not. Let's take a look at that. This is important. Okay, so where do you get your information from? Well, I'll tell you, there's two places. Here are some examples. People who are broke who are saying, don't you dare make money. People who won't work saying you're working too hard. Know-it-alls. Well, you know what you should do, and if I were you, and in my considered opinion, if you were making a video, and if you were making a course, and if you were showing how to do woodworking, or the entitled, hey, I want you to give me something, and oh, by the way, you get nothing. And then people who just, they're not vicious, or they're not bad, or anything else, they just don't really know any better. And let me give you a few examples. I recently had an experience that I should have just replied to the guy and said, thank you. Um, I went out to him. I asked him to do a very simple thing for my YouTube channel. And uh, he said, okay, what do you want to do? And I told him and he said, great. And then he came back and he told me he was a know-it-all. He was a design type person. He came back and told me how I should do my business and how my YouTube channel is failing, which it's not, um, how this is happening and that's happening, how I didn't like this and this big long email. And then he wrote another email a couple of days later because, you know, I'm going through my other 170 emails that I get every day. And he was trying to tell me how to do my business and what was failing and, you know, how I don't dress like a young person. And he just went through all this crap. Well, this is one of those know-it-alls. Also, people that come to your YouTube channel, all the screamers, by the way, mostly you get screamers and people um, complaining at you and bitching at you. And that's a small percentage of people who just do that. They complain and they bitch at you. The other people, they don't care. They're not complaining and bitching. So this little tall, small segment of people, it makes it look like, whoa, look at all these people. Just ignore them. So false information. Here's where it comes from. One, it comes from you. You recycle this information into your brain. You know what I'm talking about. You're going along and you create a video and you're doing it and you're like, maybe it won't be so good and maybe it won't this or maybe I'm trying to do this or maybe I'm going to start, you know, uh, repairing my own cars and, and, and restoring them and selling them, but they're not so good. That information comes from you and your own BS sitting in your own head. And there's nothing I can do about that. There's everything you can do about that. Here's some examples. What I know isn't valuable to others. There are already other people who do this. Others do it better. There's too much competition. I can't make money doing this. Here's the other source of information, you and others. And I include in others, books, media, news media, and all that. And guess what? It's all the same stuff. What you know isn't valuable to others. <laughs> You know, there are already other people who do this. Hey, you know, other people do it better. Oh, there's so much competition out there. You can't make money doing this. Well, let me tell you something. These are not your friends and these not people you want to be associated with or listen to no matter what. You do not. I know. It's like, well, he's just trying to help me and he's just, just don't. Let's continue. So here's the true information using those examples. What you know is invaluable to others. Well, I'm calling BS. Your knowledge is super valuable to millions. I don't care what you do. If you took the world population of 7 billion people and you knew how to repair a computer and you wanted to train others or show others how to repair a computer, out of 7 billion people, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that want to know that. They want your knowledge. They don't know something you know. And I bet you if you sat down and took anything that you're skilled at in your job, you know something 
that these other people don't know and that these can people consider valuable so this idea that your knowledge is not valuable is BS and we all have knowledge that other people don't know number two what are you offering to who this is a main point of failure and I go into this in a minute I've seen more channels YouTube channels and people and businesses fail because they may have a great idea they may have super valuable information they may have something awesome what they do is they take that thing what they're offering and they offer it to either everyone which never works or they try and offer it to a wrong audience or they try and offer a product or a service for money to an audience and I'll get into this too that's the completely wrong audience this is such a main point of failure and we'll go into that here's some examples I'm talking about a Lamborghini versus Chevy or Walmart versus Neiman Marcus so look Lamborghini is not trying to go to the Chevy people and sell them a car there's this value with a Lamborghini and people have a lot of money buy Lamborghinis they buy Bentleys people have Chevys they go buy Chevys they're looking for a deal it's a different audience it's a completely different audience Chevy does not try and market to Lamborghini owners because they would get blown off and Lamborghini doesn't try to market to Chevy owners because they was also get blown off in that example you can see the difference in the audience I'm Lamborghini I'm spending all my money or all my time making products and I'm trying to market to people who ride bicycles let's say it's the wrong audience of course you're gonna fail or I'm Neiman Marcus and I'm trying to market to people who shop at Walmart they're different audience you're gonna pay $400 for a pair of lifts at Neiman Marcus you're gonna pay $10 for them or $20 at Walmart they're not the same thing and when you start a business or a school or a course offering or a product or a service and you try and offer that to the wrong audience you are gonna fail and then you'll be well I tried that and it failed no you got the wrong audience so what you don't know is invaluable to others this is not a fact dump it this idea in your head remember what I have is invaluable to others dump it kill it let it go make it go away it it doesn't work here's the next one there are already other people who do this I could just go crazy on this one duh I don't mean to offend you but excuse me duh of course there are already other people who do this so let's take a look at McDonald's hamburgers so McDonald's make hamburgers and we're just gonna have McDonald's make hamburgers so let's not have a Wendy's let's not have a Burger King let's not have a mom and pa shops let's not have five guys let's not have in and out because McDonald's makes their hamburgers so there's already other people who do this you see the insane and irrational thought when you put it in that scope well somebody already does reviews and videos like mine somebody already did a review of these headphones or a video of these headphones I'm sorry but either you're thinking illogically or you're not pulling back and looking at the big picture of an audience or and excuse me you're just looking for a way to not do it which means you probably shouldn't do it here's another example Beatles songs here we are we got the Beatles and well let's not make any more songs because it might be like the Beatles because you know there are already other people who do this you can see the illogicality in this thinking right lynda.com online training why make online courses why should Curtis make a 
a school? Why should I make a school? Why should all these other creators make a school when there's lynda.com? Because, you know, there's already people who do this. I mean, why should lynda.com do it? There's already people that do this. Take an example. There's a reason why there's a gajillion different types of shoe manufacturers. If everybody thought there were already people who do this, you'd only have one choice of shoes. That would be it, or cars, or any other product. I'm trying to get across to you this idea, and I've heard this a lot. Well, you know, there are other people who already do this, and if, you know, I'm going to make this video, and someone else has already made this video. I'm sorry, I don't mean to call you insane, as in you should be put in a straitjacket, but the logic is illogical. And you need to just just get that out of your head. Any YouTube video ever made. If I never made a video because other people already did it, I would never make a video. You see how insane that is to think that way. I'm never going to go be an accountant because other people are an accountant. And I don't mean to, to, to be stupid about it, but it's kind of insane to think that way. And I'm not saying you're insane. I'm saying you need to take this thinking, this logic that you, if you experience, well, somebody else has already done this and just dump the hell out of that. Okay. All right. Your knowledge or your product or your service is super valuable to millions of people, millions of people. There are seven something billion people in the world, your product or service or what you're offering or your course or whatever it is, there are billion, seven billion people. I cover this in my YouTube course where if you do the math, well, what about subscribers and I'll never get a lot of subscribers. Here was the math and I'll go over that quickly. If you took the all the people in the world who are US speaking and you took a percentage and you wanted to get, let's say you wanted to start out with 150,000 viewers. If you did the equivalent math and percentages, if you lived in a town with 30,000 people, you would have to only know, no more than this, only know of and be able to communicate with three people. So no one that I know of lives in any town with a few exceptions where they only know or communicate with three people. You see the math. The math is like sitting there and condensing yourself and thinking that there's no audience out there is totally insane. I mean, who doesn't go to YouTube to find something, right? Okay. So your knowledge and your product or your service or whatever you're doing, it's super valuable to millions of people and you just need to adopt this idea or you'll never get anywhere. Secondly, just because someone else does something does not mean you can't unless you're using that as an excuse not to, which means that you probably shouldn't do it. Again, I covered this just because the Beatles made songs or McDonald's made hamburgers or uh, these headphones. Well, I shouldn't review those headphones. No, I'm a different person. I have a different take on it and people are going to watch that. Here's another thing. Um, this is not a fact. So other people already do that stuff. This is not a fact. So you need to take that. You need to unscrew that thing that's a fact out of your head and you just need to like kick that thing about 16 billion miles away into some other universe somewhere not a fact it's false okay good next one others do it better first off there will always be someone who does it better there will always be someone who will do something better than you and you will always be doing something better than someone else so this idea that others do it better it's again it's it's illogical you like need to these are things that like seep into your brain and stop you from doing what you want to do well, we're not going to make any more films because Ron Howard is better. So let's just not make any more films because Ron Howard is better. That's an opinion on my part. 
or uh, the Beatles are better and they wrote music and uh, they're better than me and we're just not going to write any more music. Well, guess what? So we're only going to see films by Ron Howard. We're only going to listen to music by the Beatles and we're only going to go to McDonald's because they're the only ones who can make hamburgers. You get the illogicality of this. So these things I'm trying to like, these have come up over and over and over. I'm trying to, if you have this, you may not like take this thing and unscrew this stuff out of your brain and just drop kick it out of your life because they're not true. They're false. Okay. Now, don't use this as an excuse to not do something. Like, don't go, well, you know, others do it better. I guess I shouldn't. That's an excuse to not do something. If you really want to do something, just go do it. At that point, I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to review these headphones and it's going to be awesome. Well, Curtis has done one or somebody else has done it or somebody else does it better. At that point, you got this thing going on and no one can protect you between you and yourself or you got someone else going, well, you know. I know a bunch of other people who did that. Why try? You should drop kick not only that idea, but those other people the hell out of your life right now because they're not helping you. Follow? Good. All right. Others do it better. This is a fact. It does not matter. So just dump it. It's a fact. There will always be someone else who does something better than someone else. And if you're using that as a reason not to do something, then you just need to stop or not do the thing. Just dump it. Just, I did this as a musician when I was early 20s and 15 and 9. I was writing music and someone would come along and say, well, it sounds like that and it sounds like this and it sounds like the Beatles and that sounds like that. And I quit writing music because, you know, someone always did it better. Well, of course they do. Like, get over it. Just don't use it as a, as a way to stop. Okay, there's too much competition. All right, so let me just pull this apart for you because there's two different things going on here when we're talking about competition. First off, competition is good as a consumer. So it's great. Competition is great. Um, if I go to buy another pair of Sony headphones and uh, maybe I don't like Sony, maybe these are $3,000 and I want to go buy some other type of headphones and those are uh, $500 and there may be another type of, and it keeps prices down and it keeps competition going. It keeps people working together and everything else. And that's good as a consumer. Now you gotta think with this. As a provider of goods or services or product, competition is used as a trick to get you to fail. Now let me pause there, because that's gonna break some people's heads, because I'm not sure they ever thought about this. As a consumer, I want competition between uh, Chevy and Ford and GM and everything else. I want that competition because it keeps prices keeps things going. If there were no competition between road and deity, maybe this is not a fact. I mean, look at it. You know, deity creates something, road creates something, a deity creates a greater mic, road creates a better mic, deity creates a killer system, road's still catching up. And that gets us better products and it also keeps prices within range. But as a provider of goods or services, competition is used as a trick to get you to fail. Think about this. This is pretty like this covert method of someone else coming in and trying to get you to fail. So Curtis um, is doing, he has online courses also, you know, and they're okay. Um, but I make, you know, much more money than him. I'm making this up. I'm just using Curtis because I know he's safe and he's a good friend and I love the guy. You know, his courses are good, but I think my courses are better. Um, I'm doing much more better than him. I have more students than him, and I'm making more money than him. Curtis is like, wow, 
Like I just stuck an idea and I said, wow, I better like now compete with Kevin. You see what happened? Now we got a game going on. The game isn't Curtis doing awesome courses at reasonable prices and providing way far than five or 10x the value. <laughs> it's more like 100x the value of what he charges for those courses. Curtis is now playing, instead of creating courses and concentrating on that and dealing with, he's now playing a new game called I'm now against or competing with someone. It's different when you're a consumer versus a person who offers products or services. You follow that? That's it's quite a difference. You just, like you gotta like, hmm, what the hell's going on here? It's not consumerism. It's not competition is great for everyone. It's competition is great for consumer as a business or a person offering a product or a service or even a YouTube channel. Competition is not that great. You don't you don't want to even think about competition nor deal with it because otherwise you're going to play this game called now I'm playing the game of competing instead of making videos or making uh, my t-shirts or selling my products and services whatever you do you're in competition now you're in a game and you're fighting this little war and now you're distracted from doing what you need to do follow okay so don't chase after others, be you. You're playing that game. You're chasing after other people and oh, they got more. And you know, the chiropractor down the street, he has more patience than me. And now I'm worried and now I get anxiety over it. And oh my gosh, and Curtis has more subscribers than me. And oh my gosh, and maybe I should work on more subscribers now. Now I'm working on something instead of doing what I know I should do. Check it out, you need to separate the two. Competition is great for you as a consumer, but as a business person or something else, just ignore it. Otherwise, you'll be playing this little game and it will drive you crazy. And you'll be playing this little game not knowing you're playing this little game. And all your attention will be on competing and trying to do better instead of doing what you should be doing, which is creating your products or your services or your YouTube videos or your channel or your lighting or your production company. You should be working on servicing your clients and delivering them great value for um, whatever you charge them, which we'll get into a moment, instead of getting into this little side game over here. Follow that. I hope so. It's important. So don't let others use this fact against you. Dump it. Dump it. If you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I just created this course or I just created this like cool little uh, thing that I'm selling to people. It's a uh, light and everything else. Oh, somebody else came out with something better and oh my gosh, and I need to do something better. Oh, I need to sell it for less. Don't play that game. Let the big people play that game who have billions of dollars. Do not play this game. It will kill you faster and your head faster and your product faster and you faster. Just be you and just forget about competition. If you're Once you have a, a multi-million dollar, a billion dollar company, come back to me. We'll talk about competition. Until then, forget it. Don't even let it seep into your brain or you will fail no matter what you do. Okay, next. You can't make money doing this. This is an old saying. Let me pull a long gray beard here called experience. You can't make money doing this. I can't make money doing this. You'll never be able to make money doing this. Remember, the sources are either yourself or someone else going, well, are you sure you can make money doing that? You should immediately just like eject that person to the other side of the moon because they don't have your best interests at heart. So disagree. That's the number one thing that you should practice. When somebody comes along and goes, well, I don't know if you can make money at that. Well, I don't know if you should. Well, you can't make a lot of money. Just like get them out. And the first thing you need to do so you don't do this is disagree. That's false. Put it in your brain. Check false. Wrong. Not happening. 
you can't make money doing this. That's that person's opinion. If that person has the opinion that what I'm going to do, I can't make money at it, why are they telling me that? And B, why are they anti me? Hey, uh, you sure can't make money. Probably, you probably won't make money at that. No, by the way, um, maybe you'll die of cancer and I hope your family explodes in your house. Get out of my life. <laughs> Secondly, Offer the product or service to the right people. This is an important point. I'm going to go over that in a little bit and it'll make a lot of sense and give them two to 10 times more than they expect. This is an important point. I'm going to go over in a minute. I know I'm ripping through this fast. Sorry, but I really want to rip through this because I got a lot to cover. You can't make money doing what you love and you want to do is absolutely, utterly false. Um, disagree with that. If you're offering whatever product you have or whatever service you have or whatever video you have, or whatever course you have, if you're offering it to the right people, we'll go into that in a minute, and you give them double what they expected for the exchange value of the money or even 10 times as much, you cannot fail. Perceived value, we're going to get into in a minute because I want to make sure you really understand perceived value because this is something that has seeped into society's head and it's just absolutely false. The fact of this is, is you can't make money doing this. That is not a fact. That is an opinion and I don't care who it is. You can't make money making shoes. That's an opinion. You can't make money on YouTube. I do. It's an opinion. You can't make money being a musician. That's an opinion. That's either an opinion based upon somebody who doesn't have your best interests at heart or more than likely that's an opinion based on somebody who they themselves have passed failures and they're trying to dump those on you because if you make it and they didn't, then they're even more of a failure. It's a lot of esoteric stuff I'm dumping at you, but that's a fact. Okay, next, perceived value. I wanted to cover this because there's perceived value. Like there's this thing going on. A lot of it started with YouTube. You know, YouTube started, everybody got to get videos, then they got to watch them for free. And then YouTube went, oh, well, maybe we should pay these people because they're creating for free and we want to attract people to create this because nobody's going to sit there and be able to eat nothing by creating these free videos. So they started with ad revenue. And then it became this crazy thing where if you were a creator and you started making money, you were like the devil's stepchild or something like that. And it's crazy. The other thing is with perceived value, well, let me just get into it and this will make sense. So you look at shoes and let's say you buy a $10 pair of shoes, whatever. You can't buy, you know, go ahead. You can buy more. You don't care. You put on the shoes, you walk in the mud, you throw them away. You go buy another $10 pair of shoes. Perceived value of those shoes is $10. Let's just say the same shoes are $10. Who cares? Like depending on your income, who cares? Maybe you're like, eh, who cares? You got mud on, eh, whatever. Okay. Okay. Now let's say you go off and you spend $200 on the same shoes. You're going to have a different attitude towards those shoes. You're going to be proud of them. You're going to take care of them. Your perceived value on that shoes is these are important shoes. They cost a lot of money. I'm going to take care of them. I'm not going to walk them through the mud. I'm not just going to throw them willy nilly. You're going to justify to yourself to some degree. You paid $200 for these shoes. These shoes are valuable. I'm going to take care of them. I'm proud of them and they're good. The $10 shoes, 
whatever. They were 10 bucks. I'm not going to really care if I take care of them. Nobody's sitting there with a $5.99 pair of shoes, taking care of them, brushing them, and oh, you scuffed my shoes, man. That doesn't happen. You get that? Perceived value. Same shoes, $200 versus $10. Now, let's take college. Now, before I say something about college, I am not anti-college. Um, I think college is great. I think it applies to a lot of people. There are certain things and skills that you can learn and interactions and everything else. I'm just using this as an example to make my point for you on this idea. I want you to get the idea of perceived value. I don't want you to go into go, ooh, college versus this. That's not the point. I want you to get this idea of perceived value because this is really important no matter what you're doing. Now, I know people watching, um, this is mainly for the university. It's perceived value. Um, it could be your YouTube channel, it could be your courses, it could be your online university, it could be offering products or services, you could be offering cups, uh, made out of ceramics on, what is it, Etsy, anything, perceived value, okay? Okay, good, here we go. So college. So let's say you're going to go to two years of college to learn the basics of filmmaking. You know, you're going to learn lighting, you're going to learn like what cameras are about, you're going to learn all about that and you're going to take two years to do it and let's say it costs $40,000. Wow, that must be valuable. That I'm going to learn a lot. It's going to be really awesome. I am going to bleed this thing for every single ounce of everything I can because I'm spending $40,000 on this sucker. You bet. So now that person graduates and they might get a job making $24,000 a year. I want you to think about this. I spent $40,000 to go to filmmaking school. I spent all my time for two years involved in this, and I'm working my butt off because I have this perceived value. I paid $40,000 for this knowledge, and for that $40,000, I'm going to end up at the end with this knowledge that I can go out and apply and start my filmmaking life. Follow? Okay. So they end up with student loans paying with interest, possibly. That's college. Now let's say, let's say you had an online course and let's say you were going to learn the same information. You had an online course. Um, you're going to learn basics. You're going to learn about lighting. You're going to learn about cameras. You're going to learn about that kind of stuff. And it was kind of like an online course. This is all pretend. I'm just showing you the difference. You can really get this perceived value. It's really important. So it's faster. In one month, the person learns the basics of filmmaking. Why? Because it's online they're like in there they can like get up at 6 a.m in the morning go to 12 at night and they can consume this stuff as much as they possibly can now maybe he works side jobs while taking the course making twenty four thousand dollars a year you're seeing the value that's occurring here the person like spent forty thousand dollars two years totally involved with this now the person's sitting here and in one month they're going to learn what they learned in two years i'm not saying University is bad or the online is good. I'm saying this person is really applying themselves over here under their own structured environment. And now they're working while they're doing this already making money. So no debt, no loans. So let's look at the cost. So here's what happens. Remember that $40,000. If you charge $9 for that course, this would be the attitude. Oh, whatever. And they would learn nothing. $40,000. Same content and everything else. Here you go, and you offer this at $9. The perceived value like these shoes is going to be, eh, yeah, I'll give you nine bucks. And they're not going to learn anything, maybe. Probably not you guys, but most people generally are like, yeah, whatever, like $10 shoes. Throw them away, right? Perceived value, $99. Okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe I should take this. That's going to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I took this course, and it was cool, and I learned a lot. 
and uh, I got something out of it. Now, same course, right? 40 grand, they were like, what? $99. Yeah, I got something out of it. Let's say you charge $999. This person is sitting here going, I'm definitely gonna learn something out of this course. Man, I just spent $999, and I'm gonna learn something out of this course because I spent $999. Same course, $999. 999 for this course. I'm vested. I'm going to bleed this thing for everything and use it. I'm going to just bleed the crap out of this thing and get every ounce of data and watch it again and do it over and over and everything else. Same course as the university. It's the perceived value. Now, I understand that some people are going to have this little thing go on and go, well, you yeah, put a $10 pair of shoes is not as, and like a $400 pair of shoes and blah, 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 blah. First off, with perceived value, if a person wants something, they will buy that thing, period. If they don't want it, they'll be like, yeah, I'll throw in a little bit of money to that if they want that thing. And there are people walking around, look at people walking around who are freaking stone-ass broke. They don't have a job, but they somehow scraped together, you know, $400 or $500 to get a phone because they really wanted that phone. They will get it and they will pay for it. Perceived value. Follow? Good. I know I'm going really fast. Let me give you some examples. A one-hour consulting call with Grant Cardone cost $100,000. Now, if you don't know Grant Cardone, whether you like him or you don't or whatever, I know the guy and I know he does consulting and I know he gets results. Uh, somebody gets on an hour call with this guy and he's like, bam, 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 tells them what to do with their business. They go do the business and they end up making back that $100,000, probably five or 10X with that consulting call. $100,000 for a one-hour call. Now you can bet when somebody chalks over $100,000 for a one-hour call with Grant Cardone, you bet they're gonna be listening, you bet they're taking notes, and you bet they're gonna walk out of there going, you gotta be kidding me, that was awesome. What are they gonna do, take and go, yeah, I just spent $100,000 talked to Grant for an hour. I didn't pay attention. And, uh, you know, wasn't that great? And, you know, I was getting coffee, you know, drinking a beer and watching Netflix. That's not going to happen when you dump $100,000. Perceived value. A single Amazon affiliate course, $1,499. There's an Amazon course. It's a couple hours, maybe two hours long. It tells you how to be an affiliate. It tells you how to do all this stuff and it walks you through all this junk. And it's $14.99. Well, first of all, the perceived value is like, of course. Second of all, the people who are going to enroll in that are the people who want to watch it, who want to engage in it, and they want to use it. So they're going to be engaged with it. They perceive the value of it. They're going to get something out of it. And if they really took that course and they really paid that money, they're going to walk out the other end going, wow, $14.99. I just made 20 grand last year as an Amazon affiliate. And this Amazon affiliate course launched my affiliate career. Perceived value. You want to go to Daryl E's and get two hours of consultations and have them look over your channel at $6,995. Now, who the heck would pay that? Somebody who really wants somebody like Daryl E's to look through their channel, audit it, and do a two-hour consultation. If I offered a full YouTube consultation and audit and two one-hour consultations for $19, uh, people wouldn't get the same thing out. In fact, 
if I ran a test, I'm sure this isn't a fact, it's probably an opinion, but if I ran a test, if I had Daryl E's and two one-hour consultations for $69.95 and he did that and I took one person over here, did another one for $9.99, I bet you those same two people, this person would be like, yeah, listen to him. He just basically said the same thing YouTube said versus the other person that's like, what? Perceived value. This is important. Really stick this in your brain, the perceived value versus the price. Okay, if you want to get with Roberto Blake, Roberto's very like a social media ninja. He's doing well. He's got a 300 or 200 or whatever YouTube subscribers and he's very much into YouTube and, and getting people and he shares a lot of free information. If you want to get on a call with him for 90 minutes, it's $597. Now, if you dumped $597 with Roberto Blake, you're gonna expect a certain result or a certain something back. If you dumped $6,000, almost $7,000 with Daryl Eves, he might tell you the same thing. He might go through and do a channel audit. He might tell you how to do this, but like your university course, the perceived value of this thing, you're in, you're all game. You don't go out and buy a $5 pair of shoes and go, whoa, $5 shoes. Well, maybe you do, and they're the best ever, but I certainly you go out and buy a $400 pair of shoes, and you're going to think they're awesome because you really wanted the shoes, and you're vested. You have vested your money and yourself into that thing. Perceived value, okay? Good. So here are some fails. We're just moving right through this thing fast. I just want to give you some fails about this whole subject. Afraid to charge too much. Uh, what does that mean? I've seen people do online courses. I've seen people sell products. I've seen people sell pens, t-shirts, this thing. They're afraid to charge too much. You know, well, you know, I just made this online course, for instance, and I just spent, you know, uh, 30 hours a week doing it. It took me two months. And, you know, I don't know, should I charge like 49 bucks or 39 or, seven, or 29 bucks? I'm just not sure, you know, what I should charge for it. Like, what if you went to work? Now, let's say you went to work, and let's say you're a computer programmer and you're making whatever you're making. You're like, well, you know, I'm going to work as a computer programmer or a video person for this company. And, you know, I don't know, should I like, should I make like $1.50 an hour or, or 75 cents an hour? I'm just not sure. You see how that's insane? So, afraid to charge too much. What do you work for? Like, what is your value? Like, if I came out to you, if I said, hey, I'm going to come out to you. I'm going to show you how to side by side, how to edit. I'm going to sit there with you for eight hours. I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks and show you how to edit and everything else. There is no way I would charge you $9 and 95 cents. I'm going to come over to your place. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through all your audio stuff. I'm going to spend two days with you. I'm going to dial everything in. He's devoting his time specifically to me. And I don't know, should I charge $29 to Kev? Like, are you freaking crazy? It would be thousands of dollars, if not more, because his time is valuable and what he does is valuable. So apply this. I'm starting a university or I'm going to sell a product or I'm going to sell t-shirts or whatever I'm going to sell. And we'll get to how to do that. What's it worth? Your time is worth something. It just blows me away. These 147 people, all of them, uh, not all of them, but most of them have a job and there'd be no way if I walked up to him and said, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you work uh, 300 hours on something. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have 10 people come in and use that product or 100 people come and use that product. And they're going to pay you $9 a piece. They would be like, I got this for you. Why do they do that with their videos or with their universities or with their courses or with their T-shirts or whatever? It's like, wow, 
Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, but other people make t-shirts and they charge $3 less. You're back into competition. Dump that out of your brain. Okay. Doing the if I build it, they will come thing. You know, if I build a better mousetrap, if I build a better pen, if I do whatever, okay, I've made a ceramic cups, they're really cool and they're yellow and they hold coffee and I made them and I spent all this money to do the dyes and I'm gonna let everybody know and then I'm gonna sit back and just wait for all the orders to come in. Deadly, never works, never has worked, pretty much ever. Don't do that. Not investing the time to promote what you offer to the correct audience. We're going to get in the correct audience in a moment, but it's amazing like the correct audience. I just saw a thing from YouTube the other day, these guys, and what they're suggesting is, well, you should diversify. If you want to grow your channel, you should look at your audience. You should see how you could change up your stuff to grow more audience. This is YouTube being an idiot. You start diversifying and capturing more audience and maybe I'll, I'll do cups now on my channel and maybe I'll do pens on my channel too and maybe I'll review phones on my channel. Not only are you gonna lose your audience that you came for, that came for you to do this, but you're not even known in those other areas. It's like the dumbest thing. So like you need to know your audience, what the correct audience is, and that's who you promote to, okay? Good. So going after the broke or pretending to be broke audience who will never appreciate your offering, service, or product. I just cannot tell you, not only do I have vast experience in doing that myself, uh, but the number of businesses and other channels and things like that that I've consulted and they keep going after this, oh, you know, but if I charge some money for my services on my YouTube channel and I deny to start doing like an online courses or something, you know, and then, you know, and then this person said on my video, you know, and it's too much and you're like pandering to people who are broke. So you want to sell a product or service, right? So what you're going to do is you're going to try and sell that product or service to people who don't have money. That's the wrong freaking audience. That's, that's insane. That is insanity. I'm going to make a Lamborghini and I'm going to drive down, down. I'm going to find all the homeless people and try to sell to them. You get the analogy? It's, it's that silly. Don't do that. So, uh, listening to the advice or opinions of others who don't know what they are talking about. This drives me nuts. I've done this many times, given many examples. I got a person who's been, you know, divorced five or six times and I want to find out. I just got married and I want to find out about marriage. I'm not going to go to that person. I'm going to go to find someone who's been married for 40 years or 30 years. They're happy for real. They love each other. They have a great marriage. They're surviving their goals, their dreams. They're like boom in it. That's the person I want to talk to. Uh, money. I'm not going to go to someone who, some broke ass clown who's sitting there going, well, you should do this with your money. You should do this with your money. You should do this with your money. I'm going to go to someone who makes money. I'm going to go to someone who's like, uh, who makes a lot of money and say, hey, I want to listen to you who makes a lot of money. Like, I don't want to go and like, uh, well, I want to know how to do cinematic stuff. Am I going to go to some dude who just picked up a DSLR and doesn't know how to do it? He's going to show me how to do D, uh, cinematic stuff? No. Ron Howard comes along, starts talking to me. He's got my ear bowls. I'm listening. So just don't take the advice or opinions of others who don't know what they're talking about. Now, how do you know whether or not they're, they don't, they know what they're talking about or not? You can tell. Um, next, like being afraid to ask. There's this book uh, back when I was doing videos 
for a fundraising, like tens of millions of dollars for fundraising properties for these various organizations. And I read this book by Gerald Panis, Perold or something. It's called The Asking Book. Um, and it just basically walks you through and says, this is how you ask. Uh, biggest failure when people are fundraising or trying to get donations or whatever is they don't ask. This is the same failure when people build the product and they sit there and they don't ask. They don't say, hey, look, I have a product. Are you interested? Yes, give me the money. That's it. I have a product. I have a university. I have a YouTube course. It will teach you the 20 or 21 things about YouTube and you can discard all the other BS. Go over there, sign up now and learn. If you don't want it, then don't. It's an ask and people don't ask. They don't say, hey, I have a product or service. Come buy the thing. Like spend all this money on promotion and advertising and this and I'm gonna go on Twitter. I'm gonna do all this stuff. Just ask people. Hey, I got this thing. Hey, I got this thing. Are you interested? No. Hey, I have this thing. It'll probably help you. Go buy it. Just ask. Okay. No. Okay, good. Next. All right. <laughs> All right. Begging for people to come and get your offerings. This is deadly. I, people look, I don't know why I can't sell my courses or my online courses. I don't know why I can't sell this new widget I made. I don't know why I can't sell my chiropractic services. I don't know why. So I have this like university, um, basic filmmaker university. And you know, uh, I know it's a lot to ask, but you know, maybe you could go over there and maybe check it out. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, if it's okay with you, maybe check with your mom or your wife, if it's okay with you and you come over, maybe you could take a course like this is like, what are you doing? Do you real? do you believe in what you're doing or your product or service or not? If you don't, then just don't do it. And if you do just get it in their faces, Hey, I got a university. I have like six free courses over there. Why you aren't over there taking those courses blows my freaking mind. I don't spam you. I don't add you to death. I also have some paid courses, uh, on camera course and a YouTube course. I've dropped the prices temporarily during these times. If you don't get that now, you're going to lose out. You snooze, you lose. I'm asking you, I'm telling you, you decide whether or not you want to go take them or not. And I'm okay either way. Ask, don't beg, don't beg, no begging. So right here, not being and acting like an authority when you are. There are certain things I'm quite an authority on and I know a lot about. I know I'm the basic filmmaker. I try and take everything and dumb it all down. Keep it all not dumb like stupid like it's for basic people to learn and everything else there are other people who don't do that but being and acting like an authority when you are it may be painting it may be pressure washing it may be making cups it may be uh, making xlr cables it may be on audio it may be on video it may be on cameras it may be on lighting it may be on how to film yourself with a phone if you know how to do that or whatever portion of that there are other people who don't so don't go well you know Oh, this phone, I'm going to show you how to film it. I'm kind of okay at it, you know? Like, do you know how to like shoot with a phone? And do you know something about the phone that other people don't? Good. Well then, hey, I got this phone. Let me show you something. I'm going to show you how to shoot a side shot like this by resting it on a table. You don't need a slide or anything. I'm just going to sit it on there, I'm gonna slide it and look at that cinematic shot. You know what you know. So just act like what you know and be like the thing that you know. Follow that. It's important because many people are like, eh, I don't know. don't do that. Okay, next. Not continually mentioning your offerings to your audience. Whatever your audience is, I don't care if you walk into a chiropractic office, you can two, three, five, 10x a chiropractic office or any other office 
by not only going, hey, here's my offerings, by the way, next time, here's our offerings, here's our offerings, and oh, by the way, um, do you have any friends or something like that? You could like, boom, your practice just by doing that. The same with the YouTube channel. You'll notice, I'd say over the last couple of months, every single video I go through and I say, hey, I got free courses, Basic Filmmaker University, and I throw in different courses on there every single time I mention it because people hear it over and over and over. It's not that they're stupid, but if you just go, hey, you know, I got these courses over here and then you forget about it, well, so do they. So if you want to sell stuff and you want to make money, you want to offer something, whether it be your services or whatever, you got to keep mentioning it as if you're mentioning it for the first time ever because people don't go, oh, let me get a notepad, um, has an online course and... Um, it costs this much and the new F6 course and I should take that. Okay, let me take that and let me put that on my refrigerator. See how nuts that is? Over and over and over. Every time you don't go through your whole video and say, hey, take a course, take a course, take a course and the phone and take a course and I should and take a course and here's this mouse and take a course. But every video, every time, every ad, every phone call you have with someone, every everything that you are communicating with someone in some way, shape or form, to some degree, social media, don't overdo it. Um, if you have a service or a product offering or something, you should be mentioning that once a week, at least on your social media, over and over and over. So so people get it. You'll, you'll see, sit there with people for three months, three months, they'll come back later and go, wow, I had no idea that you offered this awesome YouTube course. I've been, it's been up since uh, I think January or mid-January, I've mentioned it in every video. They're not stupid, it just never clicked with them. So always continually mention your stuff to people. Next, of the mindset or agreeing with others that it's bad to make a lot of money. I could go into this, like I'm not even gonna go into this because it'll be like the next couple of hours. But think about this, you want to make money doing what you're doing, your product or service. This whole idea that everything should be free, well basically then there's no money and then everything falls down and then nobody pays taxes and then we don't have roads and then basically you're done. You follow that? So more money you make, the more taxes you pay, uh, the more you uh, buy things, the more you support other people's jobs and other people's businesses, it's a good thing to make a lot of money. The more money you make, the more you spend. The more you spend, the more jobs are kept, the more, like, it's all good to make money. And if you have this mindset, like, oh yeah, this guy over here, like he just got a raise and like, he's the vice president, he's making 200 grand. Yeah, what a dick. You should be like, good on you, win for the guy. Oh, I should make 200 grand. Well, maybe you should do the same work. In other words, get that out of your head or you're dead. Like if you wanna make money and you're like, well, people who make money are terrible. If you have that in your head, you might, might as well give up. Like right now, go, okay, I'm gonna write this down. I think people who make a lot of money suck and I don't like them and uh, they're terrible, comma, and I'm gonna spend the rest of my life never making any money or doing well in life, period. Circle that, put that on your refrigerator because that's what you signed up for. So not doing everything you can to help your audience get better at what they do. Look, once you gain this audience, help them. Um, it isn't about the money. It's about gaining an audience, gaining people. I, I have people right now. They're awesome. I sometimes want to refund their money. If I posted a course on how to at $19 on how to use this little remote clicker and click these, they would buy it because they're nice people because they trust me because they know the course will be well. But you know, it's not about the money. I, 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 I've spent, I spend like probably 10 to 20 hours of my week just helping other people out for nothing. Why? Because 
I've gotten to the point where I make enough money and I do have been doing this long enough and I have all these uh, av uh, revenue avenues, which you'll see in the new YouTube course. Oh, wait. Oh, you can see in the new YouTube course if you're willing to sign up. And, um, and I do well, so I don't use that to buy more crap. I don't need more crap. I use that to help other people because that's what I like doing. So help your audience. They're your audience. They're your pals. They're your friends. They buy things from you. They communicate with you. Help them out. Help your audience out. Okay. Remember, this is fails. Not in some way collecting that audience so you can communicate with them continually. Bizarre, I know. There's two yoga people in this town. There's one which has a place downtown and they're open and blah, blah, blah. And they had all this thing and then the shutdown came, right? And then there's the other lady who did this thing where she went into companies. So here's what happened is this lady over here went, shit, this is bad. Uh, I need to figure out how to set up Zoom and I'll do this online stuff and I'm going to like get with them. And she knew who these people were. She has their email addresses and she offered to them, hey, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to keep this going, you know, and it's going to be awesome. There's other company. I think my wife talked to them the other day. Um, she saw them at a nursery, the lady who owns the place. How's it going? Well, I don't know. We're still shut down. Well, what are you going to do? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, she had no way to communicate with these people. She had no way to sign them up or collect their email or something to stay in communication with them. Not only from the viewpoint of they're my paying customers and I want to continue to survive because you need money to eat. Hello. But in a way to continue to help them and they're out of communication totally with everybody who used to do go to this yoga studio and you can bet those other people who want to do yoga went somewhere else. It's really important. Really important. Okay. Here's what you need to work out. We're going to talk about audience now. This is, we're going to wrap up soon. This is going to go quick. Here's what you need to work out. Who is your ideal audience? What are they like? Do they have money? Do they appreciate your value? Do they consider you an authority? Will they buy what you have? Are they low maintenance? Work out all the details. So I know other people and other books and this and that has talked about this. Look, you go get a whiteboard or a piece of paper. Maybe it's a frou-frou mental exercise for you. Okay. Work out. Who is your audience? You're selling these cups and you handcraft these cups and they have this thing with this little logo and everything else. Who's your ideal audience? The people who are broke? No, I guess you don't want to market them. Who's my, what are they like? Well, they're people who like the finer things. They're people who like coffee and tea. They're people who like a uh, hand sculptured thing. Do they have money? Like, do they like, what, what kind of money do they have? They're willing to pay like this audience will be willing to pay like maybe, you know, $40 for, for a handcrafted or $80 for a handcrafted cup or something like that. And, uh, they appreciate my value. Like they're really appreciative of the value I offer. And, uh, they consider me one of the best cup makers. Like you're writing all this down. That's my ideal person. And, Anything, any cup I make, they'll just buy it. And they don't have a lot of maintenance. They're not complainers. Like you're working on the details of all this ideal, perfect, perfect customer thing, perfect person you're trying to sell to. You can do this with a YouTube channel too. Who are my perfect YouTube subscribers and my viewers? And what do they look like? And work it all out. That way when someone comes along, and goes, ah, 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 you can go, oh, you're not my audience anyway. Delete. And you don't have to mess with them. You're not like all greedy. So work out who that is. So the next thing is you arrange your product or your service or offering towards that ideal audience. People make crap and then they're like, oh my gosh, like I made this thing and I made this cup and I know it cost me, you know, like 25 or 30 or $50 to make it, but I got to sell some and I'm going to offer them at $9.99 and they go broke. 
Right, I got my channel and everything else. I'm just, oh, and this person, oh, no, I'm going to go over here. They haven't worked out who their audience is. They haven't worked out that product offering. And then they don't make that product toward that ideal audience. It's as simple as that. Hope you're taking notes because I'm ripping. Price your product service offering for that audience. I know you won't think this. I know you'll think this is BS. But if you, if somebody walked up to you and said, let me say this. Somebody walks up to you and says, hey, I got a Lamborghini. Right? It's $200,000, $250,000 car. And I'm going to sell it to you for a thousand bucks. I go, oh, what the hell's wrong with it? Oh, nothing. It's a brand new car. No, there's got to be something wrong with it. You follow? Like, you need to price your product, service, or offering for that ideal audience. You need to do that. Like, work out your audience and arrange that product or service. Like, to do that. Like, there's one product that we get, and every one of these products that comes, it has a little signed note. Really happy to do these signed note on every single product. I'm like, that's really cool. They know their audience, which is me. I'm like, I like communication and I don't mind paying these people for that. So price your product or your service, your auditing for that audience. If you charge too little, the perceived value will be squat. If I sell you this cup for 99 cents or 59 cents, you're not going to give a crap about it. Assuming it's of good value and good quality. You could drop it on the floor and break it. Who gives a crap? If you paid, I'm being ridiculous. If you paid $900 for this cup, you'd be like, oh, the holy cup. Put in the holy cup. Mm. Oh, it even makes my coffee taste better. <laughs> okay, good. Find out where this audience lives. You've done all this. Find out where this audience lives. There are 7 billion plus people on this planet that audience lives somewhere. You just need to find out where they live. Where do these people hang out? Where do they live? And then start communicating to that audience and don't stop. Man, a week, a month, a year, people build up their audience like the yoga studio and then they just stop communicating with them or they stop reaching out to them. There's this thing called communication. It is the line between you and your audience. If you could string a line between you and your audience to keep that audience engaged with you, it's communication. And when you stop communicating to your audience, you cut that line and they go somewhere else, which is why you post at least one video a week. It continues the communication with your audience. And when you don't, they lose interest and they go away. Okay, cool. Let's move on. So let me give you an example of a pretend online course. Just to give you an example, I just I want you to get the example in your head about all this stuff and then I'll, we'll wrap up real soon here. So let's say we got a course, how to maintain your own lawn. How to maintain your own lawn. Okay, there are people who wanna know this. Like, how would I maintain my own lawn? What do I know? Oh, but everybody knows that. Everybody doesn't know that. There are people who just moved into a house. There are new couples who moved into a house. They're going, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. What mower do I buy? Do I buy a rotting lawnmower, a regular, or an electric, or this? Like, what's this edging? Like, I don't get any of this I don't understand. So how to maintain your own lawn. So they're gonna save time and money knowing what the correct tools are. They go out and they buy this cheap little Black & Decker thing and they're trying to edge their lawn and it breaks and then they go buy another one and then that breaks and then they go, oh, well, you should buy a gas one. And then they buy a gas one and then it's like, oh, but I need a mixture of gas and stuff like that. Oh, well, the guy sold me on the gas. No, you shouldn't have done that. You should have used a diesel. They spend money and money and money like I did with gear, right? Um, over the years, you just keep spending more and more money until you're like, oh, now I get it. So this course's value is knowing what the correct tools are. 
We're also saving on lawn service, $2,400 a year. You spend $200 roughly, depending on where you live, a month for a lawn service. It's not bad, $50 a week. They mow, they clean up, they edge, they trim the bushes and everything else. That's not bad for a couple hours, $50 for two people for a couple hours. And it's $2,400 a year. So, so far we've saved, let's, let's be safe and say we saved a thousand. Let's say $500, let's say $600 um, over the next year on buying the wrong crap for your lawn. And then we're say also saving $2,400 a year in lawn service because now I know how to do it and I like to do it, of course. So now we're up to $3,000 in a single year that I'm saving and possibly more. So possible new career start for someone? Potentially, if I was making a course on how to maintain a lawn and everything else, I could gear up towards, hey, this is all the things you do. This is how our truck works. This is how our large mowers work. This is how everything is. Somebody could watch that. They could buy the tools saving themselves a lot of money. They could buy the tools and figure out how to do this whole thing. They could go, you know what? I might consider this as a career. I hate my job. I want to be outside. So we'll just play with the, we'll just play with the $3,000 of savings. That's real. The $30,000 a year when you first start your lawn service, maybe that's not really real to you, but it does have that potential, right? Okay. So what do you price that course at? $9? You're, you're, you're offering them in exchange $3,000 easily in exchange, possibly tens of thousands of dollars. And you know, I'm not sure. It might be okay. Other people do it. You're going to offer that course for $9? No. You, you get the value proposition, what's going on? No. Like, <laughs> you follow? And there are people who will consider that value. They'll go, Wow. I want to save time and money. I want to know what the correct tools are. I don't want to waste all my money on tools. I don't want to waste all my time and the frustration. I don't want to pay for a lawn service. That's going to save me three grand a year. Hell yeah, I'll pay $999 for your course just like that. Well, you charge too much for your courses. Now it's hoping to get a course for $49. Well, you know what? You aren't my audience. Follow? You want to attract the audience. Now, I'm not saying make a lawn maintenance course for $999 a year, nor am I saying price your courses into the stratosphere, but I am saying there's a per value to what you're giving someone and a value to your own time. Like I spent a year on that YouTube course. Actually, I spent six years because I remade it. That course is easily worth $5,000. And you're like, boom, what? $5,000. Why? Because if you did that and you followed all the things in that course over the next year easily with the affiliates and all the other ticks and trips, you would easily make $5,000. Easily. And if you weren't, then you're not doing what's in the course. I could have easily charged that and I should have, but I'm a sucker for people at the university. I'm just saying. The thing is, the value of that course, if I had charged, like, let's say I charge $19.99 for the course, people would have dove in there and gone perceived value while I got it, and they would have applied that thing down to its final inch, and they would have done really well. I didn't. Okay, my bad, but I, I wanted university members to be able to afford it. Now, I'm justifying why I priced it that way. I'm just telling you it should have been a lot. So if you go look at this course price for what I'm giving these people, it is a lot of value. I'm not going to price a, this maintain your own lawn course at $9 or $99. I'm going to price it where someone goes in and perceives and they go, wow, I'm going to get a lot out of this course. And the audience I want that I worked out 
people who want to maintain their own lawn, not spend $2,400 a year, they're going to buy that course. They are going to buy that course because it's not like, ah, nine bucks, I can watch it and they'll get nothing out of it. Okay, good. Almost done. So if you look at my university, I want to just show you this here. I offer free courses so people can find out about me and my offerings. And many of these always and only take free courses. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I am in a position in my life where I can help people. I love to help people. I love to take new and beginning filmmakers and help them. That doesn't mean I don't have to eat and it doesn't mean I have, don't have to make money. It means I'm in that position. You may not be. I am and I love doing that. So that's why I offer these free courses. Plus it introduces people to me. So I'm not saying don't offer courses for free, but it introduces them to me. It says, hey, here I am. You may like me. I may be your cup of tea. I may not. You'll take some free courses, and you're like, okay, cool. And these people may just sit there and take free courses for the rest of their life. And I'm okay with that. They're learning. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm contributing to people learning. Good. Next thing I do is I offer low tier courses for not much dollars and usually two to 10 X the value. Always, always, always. If you're going to offer something, say you're offering the lawn maintenance thing and everything else, people are spending $19.99 for your lawn maintenance course and they're going to save some money. That's two to 10 X the value. The person's going to save thousands and thousands of dollars a year. You may have a gig where they sign up for the course and automatically sends them some special file that no one else gets. It goes through and has a totally maintenance schedule or maybe an app or something. You're offering them more value. They're like, what? I got more value than I thought I was going to get from that course. And I always try and do that. Hopefully I'm successful. Then I offer a higher tier course, like more money. And again, that 10X value to help someone with a specific problem. Somebody has a specific problem. And I know I've been doing too much other stuff that you're going to be seeing a lot of courses appearing, like someone with a specific problem. Like how do I set up my studio to get the best audio that I can in a square room. That would be a specific course, a specific course for a specific audience that really needs that. And I'm going to charge them for it because that's going to be valuable to them. And then I offer higher courses, uh, pr like premium courses, like 10X the value. This can change someone's life in some way. Now, you may not think this, and you probably don't because I violated my own value proposition which is, I had a course sitting over there for 79 bucks. And like I said, that thing is easily worth five grand. If you went through that course and you applied it to your YouTube channel and you did the things I said and you were patient and you worked at it and you did those things and only those things and quit listening to all these other people, what would happen is in a year or two, you would have a healthy YouTube channel making either five or six figures a year. So, and you're buying that course for 79 bucks you're not going to see the perceived value. You're not going to go, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to sign up. You're going to be like, yeah, I'll check it out. Well, that course is a 10X value course. Let's say I charge $4.99 for that course. You 10X that, that's 50 grand. That's the value of that course. I'm, I'm not trying to push this course on you. I don't care if you take it or not. I'm just telling you the idea behind that. And then finally, I offer the highest tier consulting services with a 10X value. You probably didn't know I offer consulting to a few very choice YouTube Academy members and they pay for it. They're paying $14.99 a year. I have one guy, he, I, I can't talk about him. I can't talk about these people. Um, they pay $14.99 a year and I give them five hours a month, one-on-one -on -one time. It could be on Zoom, it can be whatever. And I help this guy. Um, he needed to set up something for a corporate situation. 
and he had this and he had a phone and he had a camera and he had this and he was like da, 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 da. so i went through and i walked up through of course five hours a month i probably spent 20 hours with this guy that's why i only offer like i was gonna say 20 slots now i'm down to 10 now i'm thinking about five slots that i offer to very specific people who are willing to pay willing to buy the gear and willing to do the right thing that's my high tier members that's my ideal person not that I make a lot of money off them, but those are the people who are like all in. Like when I tell this person, look, here's how you set up this light. Here's how you set up this light. You put it like this. You do it like this. They're doing it. They're not like, well, let me go watch 15 other videos and see what Daryl Eve says about lighting. No, they're in. They're, they're like vested. And he's bleeding me for every ounce good on them to do this. And that's why you offer those higher tier courses. Okay? Okay. It's just an idea. That's just how I do business. You don't have to. All right, let's recap real quick. So your enemy is false. Everyone knows or fail or can't or anything anti you. You got to practice this. You got to recognize. You got to dump this. Like when somebody comes up and goes, oh, you're going to start a YouTube channel. Well, you know, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, the big guys, like they make millions of dollars a year. And you're just like, you're all of a sudden going, well, not really. And then, well, you know, I know these, other, well, you know, or, oh, you know, people can't really make a lot of money on YouTube. I know I have a friend who spent two years trying to dump it. Get it out of there. These people don't know what they're talking about this. You can't or you're going to fail or somebody comes along this experts and goes, oh, I'm an expert in Hollywood and I just watch your video and it sucks. They're not an expert in Hollywood or they wouldn't say that. So you got to just dump that crap. Number two, you have something valuable to offer that other people don't, period. I don't care who you are. You send me an email right now if you don't think that. I will pick your brain and we will find at least 10 things that you know at least 100 or a million other people on planet Earth don't know what you know. It is just a fact. There's no way around it. I don't care what it is. Some... You're going to know how to braid or knit or paint. There's going to be something that you know that someone else wants to know and they don't know how to do. That's how life works. People get born and they grow up and they learn things. And as they grow up and they learn things, they come to my channel because they want to do videos and they learn things from me and then they move up in the world. You have something that other people want to know. If you don't think that, I'm sorry, you need to change your mind. You need to make a list of all the crap that you know that other people would want to know. Okay, good. Next three, trap. Other people already do this. Dump it. If you're like, well, somebody else already did it, dump it or you'll fail. Next, trap. Other people do it better. Dump it or you'll fail. Trap. Competition. Ignore it. You are not McDonald's, Walmart, uh, Apple, who doesn't really compete. Some of these big companies who are competing and vying for a position. Did I make $500 billion a year? Oh no, somebody made $400 billion. You aren't there. And if you are, well, let's talk. <laughs> So forget the competition thing. Let the big boys play the competition thing. Just ignore competition. Just dump it. It will kill your brain. It will kill your business. It will kill whatever you're doing. Do not go and compete with anyone. There's no reason to. If somebody comes to you and they're trying to like plant this competition idea, they have uh, not your best interests at heart and they're trying to set up this condition of you playing this game over here so they can play this game of zooming right past you. Next. You want to make money doing what you love, then stop going after the wrong audience. And that includes people who will never, ever pay you. People who will never, ever appreciate what you offer. And people who could care less. 
When you go and you spend a day, a week, a month, however long to create some product or thing and you try and offer it to these like, oh, maybe I can get like $1.99 for my thing or something like that. It's the wrong audience. These people will never ever pay you. They'll never consider the course worthwhile. They will never acknowledge your existence. They could care less about your freaking course because they're not vested in it care less about your coffee cups because they're paying 39 cents each for them. And it could care less. Coffee cup, throw it up in the air, boom. Shoot off some bottle rockets in the cup. I don't care. So they'll never care. Don't go after those people. Stop going after the people who are broke. Stop listening to people who are broke. Stop listening to people without money. Again, here's what I want you to do. If you think that's right, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get in your car, wherever you live, I want you to go find some city where they have homeless people. I want you to go down to those homeless people and ask them what product you should make and how much it should be priced and they'll say for free. And then you go do that and you let me know if you last more than I'll give you a week or two before you go out of business and broke. Unless you're really rich and benevolent, I wouldn't do that. So stop thinking it's okay to charge nothing or little for your valuable information. It's self-defeating and no one will care about what you have to offer as they don't consider it value. We covered this. Stop this. Well, let's see. I just worked four months on this thing. I use courses because I'm a course guy and that's what I do. I do YouTube and I do courses. That's what I do. That's my living full time. And I use courses because I'm familiar with it. So it could be anything. It could be cups. It could be mice. It could be phones. It could be chargers. You could make pens. You could be offering chiropractic services. You could be dentist. You could be whatever you do. This applies to everything. It's like not okay to charge little or nothing. You have this valuable information that you're giving someone who doesn't know. If you don't consider it valuable and you don't offer that valuable thing to them with some value for it, there's no exchange. There's no value. They're going to be like, oh, well, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Like, just stop doing that. Like, don't even bother. Like, I'm going to start a company and I'm going to like pay all my employees and I'm going to like grow it all up and I'm going to give away stuff and I'm going to see if I can go broke in a year because that's what you're signing up for. When you're sitting there and you decide to make an online course or you decide to offer something online and you make some cool plugins or whatever it is that you do and you're like, oh, I should only charge $9 because the other guy charges $9. Now, mine's awesome. I'm charging 99 bucks. If you want something awesome, assuming it is, then you'll pay the 99 bucks. And if you don't, then get the hell out of me because you're not my audience. <laughs> So no one but you can protect you from yourself. The answer to all you will fails is to dump it and go make it. Nobody but you. There's no one that can do it. No drug, no person, nothing can protect you from these ideas that you have floating in your head. And if you look in the mirror in the morning going, well, I guess I kind of suck and I'll never make a good video. Well, guess what? That's the truth as far as you're concerned and that will be true. So you just need to dump it. Like no one can protect you but you. You're responsible for what you think and if you don't believe that then you probably never will do well. There was so much more that I wanted to go over and I'm not going to because this was probably really long. I haven't been uh, keeping track of the time. I hope you enjoyed this. I, I, I hope it was worthwhile for you. Um, I really appreciate your support. I really appreciate everything you do for me and the university and the other channel and everything else. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me. And we will see you next week.